The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! We are live. Son of a bitch! Here we... Oh, all right. Sorry, I had to get that out. Um... Good to see you, brother. It was effusive. It's been a couple weeks. It has been a couple of weeks. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've been. I'll talk about it more on my pearls of wisdom because okay. I've come to certain revelations and and realizations about what life is. Okay. It's I, it, and it's been I on a good on a good end. That's broad. It's very bread. Stupid bread. <laughs> um, how have you been? I've been horrible. Okay. But I, again, let's just start I'll there. Talk, I'll talk about that <laughs> later when we check. Are we going to do our pearls at um, the at the end? And you'll tell whew. me, or is this more of a check-in check-in? Uh, we'll do a little check-in after, okay. we, after we talk about let's, the let's world do, at large. Um, awesome. Nothing has happened in the last two weeks. Not a thing. Not a fucking thing has happened except everything. Uh, we have the Ukraine shooting tomahawks into Russia, 400 miles into Russia. Yep. Uh, Ukraine's doing just fine. Not the war part, but they are, they, it's starting to smell laugh, like Afghanistan, where I don't think they really realize the can of worms that got opened yeah. by virtue of that. That's going on. We just had a huge midterm. We talked about that a little bit last time. I know it's been a long time. Guys. Oh, the runoff. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, but we had the major, red, what I what we called the red fart, which really didn't do a ton for the Republicans. And a couple of days ago, we just got our 51st seat in Senate as uh, Raphael Warnock beat Herschel Walker by a whopping almost three points. Yeah. Which should give people pause. Yep. Um, the fact that that guy got so close. Um, I, I Can you, in recent memory, think of a worse uh, candidate for any position? No. Especially for the level of Senate. Now, yeah. if he was a school board or a city council, that would give me pause. When Dave Chappelle says that you are observably stupid yeah i i mean <laughs> look and that's not a knock that guy what's a pronoun i don't even know what a pronoun is okay we're you're you're great by the way i'm convinced that that's true oh no that's 100 percent true i was like motherfucker spell constitution oh uh, Herschel walker we've had bless your little heart bless your little heart now fade back in obscurity um the beautiful part is yet another Trump affiliate that got absolutely hosed in uh, when it comes to the election. So this is six years in a row that being attached to that man does you no good. 
And uh, the Republicans are figuring this out at the moment. They realize they're hitched their wagon to a really, really uh, retarded horse. And not ableist <laughs> retarded. I mean, truly slow. And, and <laughs> um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We just heard today, Bobby's, and I think he's gone on record as saying his favorite senator. Oh, which would be uh, is it Kirsten? It's Kristen. Kristen? Right? No, it's Kirsten. Kirsten Cinema. Cinema with an S. Yeah. So not like good uh. cinema. Gross. It's like shitty cinema. Yeah. It's like watching every Seagal movie post-92. Yeah. Which yeah. is bad cinema. She's just kind of a confused soccer mom, kind of. It's I, She's in a weird little dichotomy where she ha, was voted in as Democrat. Mm-hmm. She's ran with a D next to her name, which, let's be honest, doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot when it comes to voting. But she'd been a Democrat. Um, and was assigned to her committees having a D next to her name. Correct. Has officially, she's so brave, has officially come out as independent. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Um, which tells everybody in the world she's so scared of getting primaried by the Democrats on the next cycle, which she would get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, that was an inevitability. 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 So, um, a that, that was fucking going to happen. It was going to happen. This is her Hail Mary yes. to keep a seat in the Senate is by going Correct. independent so she won't have to primary against anybody. Yeah. So it'll be a D and an I and an R in the next uh, election cycle. And the fear being that she's going to split the Democrat vote she and will. then the Republicans will slip yeah. in. I'm hoping over the next two years, because let's remember, like we say, Bobby, every year that passes by, there's less Republicans Every year. And more Democrats. Every year. Because old people die mm-hmm. and young people tend to vote Democrat. That's not outlandish. That's literally what happens. Yeah. Right? So I'm hoping in two years enough of the old guard and new guard will change over where even if she splits some votes, it'll be so obvious because she's such a grifter and so disingenuous and fake when you listen to her. I'm hoping that those Democrats that had voted for in the past will slip over to the left. I'm hoping. But she... We'll we'll burn that bridge later. Well, we were so excited to have 51 seats in the Senate. Yeah. And what the whole argument was, was that seat we just won from uh, Skershel Cocker, that seat that we won was going to give us a buffer, buffer. against cinema and mansion. Oh, correct. So what she basically did was tell us the buffer ain't shit. Yeah. And now Joe Manchin becomes the most important center in the in the fucking in the a really long time Congress. Yeah, it's great. Uh, this is going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. He is the Sandra Day O'Connor. <laughs> Swing vote. Yeah. Of the, she's the uh, Amy of the Cohen. <laughs> she's the Cohen Barrett. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, the Senate, for sure. But outside of that, it's usually just shits and giggles. We never got to talk about uh, Yadolf, Yadolf West and Nick Fuentes having dinner with the president. We didn't get to wow. touch on that. That was phenomenal. Yadolf is uh, next level, dude. I. It, it's what do you say? At endlessly this point? entertaining. What do you say at this point? But oh my goodness. Like Nick Fuentes' pack. 
because he wasn't allowed to CPAC because yeah. he's too radical. Because he's too radical. Oh for wait, CPAC. what does that mean? Oh yeah, he is literally a white nationalist. Like there's no and and and, and fervent, fervent anti semite. Um, he invited MTG and Paul Gozer to his pack, and she showed up. Yep. Uh, and then disavows him as of a few days ago, saying that he's a bad guy because he the believes. Heat. Yeah, dude. Meanwhile, Jewish space lasers. That's yeah. all I got to say to you, Marjorie. She's and now her base is pissed off. Yeah. That she's denounced. Yeah. Which means that your base was white nationalist. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, maybe not whole Nazi. Just kind of diet Nazi. They're diet Nazis. Diet Nazi. Yeah. You know, they'll do in a pinch. (laughs) So they're (laughs) fighting back and forth. Fuentes started calling her. He, (laughs) you're going to love this. He empowered his viewership because unfortunately, this this guy still gets a lot of eyeballs on what he does. He's on like Parler and Rumble. It's all the right wing versions of YouTube and Twitter. And so. He's empowered his his constituency, if I will, to heckle her yeah. at every single event and also call her Large Marge. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not mad at. All right. Maybe I'll give this guy another look. <laughs> yeah, give, give that Klansman another look. Uh but the fact that they're in fighting only shows you um, what's happening. Kevin McCarthy might be the first guy in what is it, eighty years to not get the speaker, yeah, with content with a contentious vote. Yeah, we're in a weird sort of transitional period right now. I know it's fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's just as long as they don't kill any more people or make it harder for us to sure. live. Assuming that doesn't happen, I'm fine with a gridlocked government for a while let let's just see what happens let's did you see what happens okay matt taibbi who oh my god prior that guy. prior to what just occurred i kind of considered matt taibbi a, a a compatriot like he's he seemed to kind of be well, on the side of truth and justice yeah. and, and he's not the, lying about anything um he how about this is not telling everything lying Sure. Is the omission of truth lying? Oh, that's a fair question. That's because that's what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, he put out the big burning uh, dossier file, Twitter files. Yeah, and it really added up to a goose egg. It meant nothing. Yeah. Nothing occurred. Even within the context of his own article, he said, "Well, they didn't really do anything." Yeah. No, I know. And yet everybody tacked onto this and grabbed onto this like this was fucking Watergate. Well, I mean, they got yeah, nothing to grab onto. The right wing, for sure. They're they're up in arms about Twitter. Oh my god, dude! The, I thought Elon was their yeah. savior. And apparently, we're going to suspend the Constitution to overturn the 2020 election. Okay. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, you because have Twitter. You have the most powerful Republican person. In America, and don't get it twisted. Trump is still the most powerful Republican yeah. in America. Easily telling you with no nuance 
because he's kind of not known for nuance. Doesn't know how to spell nuance. He literally said, we need to suspend the Constitution and put in Kerry Lake. Or put, he, he's literally defying the Constitution. And at this point, it's no surprise to anybody. No. And his diehard people don't understand what that means. They read it and get all fucking jacked up. <laughs> yeah, we're going right. to hill. Um, that they, they misunderstand the fact that he literally defied his role in office as a president yep. and will continue to do so. He has no regard for the Constitution. I mean, it goes all the way back to Abraham Lincoln suspending habeas corpus. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's that level of, 100%, dude. Of, of, of dialogue that he's engaging in. With no substantive arguments. Also, you can't do that. You have no. no power. No, you have no power. You hold no office. Honestly, you're as powerful as me right now. Yeah, 100%. And, and outside of having some more zeros on your bank account, you were literally no different from me. Yeah. Just saying. And then they found more classified documents in yet another storage facility. I know. I know. It's just going to get better and better. It's going to well, be fun. But. The, the taxing won't matter because he wasn't indicted on the taxing, even though he, the, Trump Inc. was found guilty of oh, 17 charges. 100%. It's not so much the money they owe because I believe the fines were $1.7 million. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, he gets more than that from the dumb people that give money to his pack. Trust me, he made almost a billion dollars from idiots that say we're going to fight the election. He didn't spend a dime no. to fight. He didn't even pay Giuliani. No. Um, it's not so much that. It's the fact that his reputation as a business person, if you get 17 charges against you for tax fraud, even Donald Trump needs a lender. Yeah. He needs money outside of the money he has. And if he's not going to China, which he did, yeah. or Saudi Arabia which he did, yeah. he's going to have to look for other investors and they're simply not going to give him the money. I would think not. You would hope not. But you never know. I don't know. There's the Bank of Melania. So this week also, the, there's a tizzy going about. Is there? Is there, there a is. kerfuffle? There's a kerfuffle because of uh, Brittany Griner. Oh, yep. Yep, who, yep, yep, yep was imprisoned in Russia. Was it nine months? Nine years is what she was getting. getting. She's been there for like nine months. She's been there for like nine months. Which is 150 years in regular time. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm sure it was super comfortable. Oh, God. Can you imagine just being in a gulag? Well, and it's funny because going back to the original charge... They said she was smuggling hashish. She had personal use amount, yeah. which, hey, you're an idiot for trying to pull that off. 100%. Maybe you didn't know you had it. I don't know. Yeah, she's a either dumb way, fucking kid. Either way, it's a fucking misdemeanor it's in a any misdemeanor other over state. There. It's a misdemeanor there. Over there. And yet she was in prison. And then, unfortunately, she gets imprisoned, and then Ukraine happens, yeah. which was the real holdup. Because now, essentially, you're almost like a political prisoner. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? So tell tell everybody what happened and how she got out. Well, they do what all presidents do. They make a trade. They cut a deal. They negotiate. And unfortunately, and I, I have 
some issues with this trade. Um, they send back a, a former Russian arms dealer, and they call him the Merchant of Death. So the optics of this That's are... That's a sweet name, by the way. Sweet. So sick. The optics of it are, are bad. You're when you getting, put the Merchant of Death against a WNBA center. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who kneels during the anthem and who, ah. you know, she's a seven-foot fucking black lesbian. You know what I mean? Boy. Not exactly. Shouldn't have too many hurdles in your yeah. life. So the big <laughs> argument now is, like, why would Biden leave behind this patriotic Marine, talk, Paul, Paul Whelan? Talk to these people about that guy. Paul Whelan is not a fucking Marine. No. He was a Marine. At one point. Until he became a war criminal. Yeah. Because he stole from your government, from your country. Right. He basically embezzled. Yes. Not a huge amount of money, but I think it was like, they said it was like 10 to 15 grand. Doesn't matter. He also committed computer fraud while being overseas as a Marine to pass tests. I guess he had like exams that he was hacking. So he was the cheater guy. He was a cheater. On the base. So he gets discharged under dishonorable conditions. But not dishonorably discharged. But not dishonorably Which discharged. is different. So they demoted him to, I think, like an E4. I mean, to what put a, that in context. What a shit. I left the military as an E5. Right. You know what I mean? So he's a turd at that so point. So he's a turd. Right. They got rid of him. He's done. Right. Becomes a independent contractor, as those guys would tend to do. Sure. Became very successful. Was in Russia... And arrested for espionage. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to equate apples to apples, Brittany Griner and Todd Whelan? Yeah. Paul. I think it's Paul. Paul Paul Whelan. He looks like a Todd. Or Whelan. 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 But do you want to equate apples and apples to this girl bringing some hashish she forgot was in her bag? Yeah. It wasn't like she had 10 kilos of hash. Oh, but she knelt during the anthem. Oh, you bitch. How dare you? Bitch. You know what we love? Free speech. You know who's a giant <laughs> fucking cunt? Brittany Griner. <laughs> I love at this point the hypocrisy and the stupidity oh, has gotten to gorgeous. Now you can call it out. It makes it so gorgeous. And they're if you if you watch like I I don't watch them, by the way, you beautiful people. But if you were to partake in a clip or two of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, the level of cope and backtracking and finger pointing is amazing. These people have shifting sand they stand on. They have nothing to dig their heels into. They just float from one bullshit thing to another. As long as that money keeps rolling in, they will say whatever they think all the memas and peepaws want to hear. Absolutely. That's all they're about. They're about their money. So these guys, and you can flash back six months ago or even a month ago, Ben Shapiro saying Elon Musk, one of the most important people in, in politics, and he's really going to change everything. A month later, I don't know what Elon Musk is doing. I don't know why anybody even considered him as it. They yeah. they will flip so hard, and it's amazing to me that even though they get all the memes and peepaws, that they don't recognize the hypocrisy. There's got to be, a, and we've learned over the last like six years that these people don't have a point. There's not a point. There's not a line of delineation. Like, what would it take to prove to you the election was real? Well, I'd need this. Okay, you got it. 
I need that. Well, you got it. You got that. I got it. Well, I just don't know. It yeah. doesn't feel good. Just keep moving the goalpost. Let's just keep going, brother. Yeah. But that being said. I'll say this before yes. we move on to whiskey. Yes, sir. The last thing I'll say. The only people that throw tantrums and stamp their feet when they don't get what they want are fucking children. Yeah. Just because or, something didn't go your way. Or the right. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Thing. There's people on the left that do the same fucking thing. But like, I just write, much less. What's happening right now is <laughs> embarrassing. And yeah. they should all. They are bad and they should feel bad. And they do. Stop throwing tantrums because you lost the thing. No, you, you hitched your wagon to a bad person. Yeah. And now you need to That's unhitch your wagon. Just drop the fucking horses. Unhitch your wagon and find some other horses to attach to. Find someone on your side that's a good person and fall in behind that good person. Boy, that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough. You mean DeSantis? But, uh, (laughs) Ted Cruz? I'd rather talk about whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, brother. (laughs) Welcome back. I know you missed us. I know you missed us. It's been a whole half a month. How did you do without us? You just suffered and you bit down on the fucking bit or you chomped on the bit or you bit on the bit. You just made it happen. I you believe worked it's your lives. Champing. Champ. I know we've had this conversation. I know. Chomping sounds better, but I know you're good people. You've went to your jobs. You haven't gotten too drunk and hung over to walk in, even though I know you have. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> you showed up and that's all anybody can fucking want here in little old Durangi. If you've showered and show up on time, you're literally better than 75% of the workforce. And I wish I was kidding. I wish I was kidding. That is a truism. Absolutely. Welcome back to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel, y'all. We are floating so, so high above you mere peasants. (laughs) You sad little ants. Just scurrying beneath our feet. We gaze upon you. We gaze upon you. We find you wanting. <laughs> uh, we are in Cloud City, me and my brethren. I hope you've enjoyed like a lot of the judgment days and the stuff that Bobby's been doing outside of the classic reel, as we'll call it. Uh, he's been holding down the fort until we're able to get together. Last week, Bobby was not just sick, but severely hungover. And that's his fault for no show last week. So I'm going to put that out there. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but, but regardless, I'm happy to be here with y'all now. I truly, truly am. I don't have a tremendous amount of shit going on right now, except to focus on my life, my family, and my brethren. Yeah. So speaking of which, sitting across from me is one of my favorite brethren. He is uh, a mere mortal among gods but an absolute g among men you figure out the math on that whatever equations you want to use this is bobbeth van noise he is the bobby duke he is one of the best people you will ever meet unless you are a single woman i'm kidding that was a joke He's a wonderful person and you can see him at any point in the day riding around town on his e-bike because he's just a hipster little bitch. But he is Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Hey, buddy. Hi. It's good to see you. 
Good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been, it feels like you said, it felt like we haven't recorded in six months. I know. It's weird. Yeah. I've been trying to keep busy. Good. Yeah. But it doesn't always work. Idle hands, my brother. Idle hands. I know what I do with those hands. Hey. They're all over me. Over somebody's poo hole. I got, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> sitting across from me, you guys know him as Sir Antonio Brenderis. But after that introduction, I'm going to call him the Sultan of Soliloquy. Yeah! <laughs> I'll take it. He's he's from the province of Madagascar. <laughs> Provence. <laughs> the Provence. Of- <laughs> I like to call him Wolfgang Fuck. Yeah, brother. He is my buddy. I miss him so much. My landlord... The general manager of my house. Landlord <laughs> landlord of my heart. <laughs> Mr. Antonio Branderis. Hey, we need like an applause or something. We I know. Need, I've been we need thinking background about, stuff. Yeah, we need like one of those boards. Where, we're going to get a board. We're going to just hit the sound It's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, I just want like a big old weenie in the butt fart I board. I know. It's going to be. I need one. Yeah. We're uh, going to go full morning zoo crew. We're going to. Um. What are we drinking, What do we do on this program? It's called the Whiskey Reel. So either we get real or we drink whiskey or we watch a movie that's on a reel. That's kind of all we do. That's what we do. It's not really high-minded. We just do what we do. We have never done this before, and it seems weird that we haven't. I wasn't quite sure I'd seen this that often. Yeah. But there's a product, and I will say much maligned, okay? And it's a shame. There's a product called Wild Turkey. Before you turn off the podcast, bear with me. Hear hear us out. Listen. Regular Wild Turkey, or what we like to call the original label, is 80 proof. It's not amazing as a liquor. Just full disclosure, I wouldn't sip it. If you mix it with a bunch of shit, great. It's just alcohol. I get it. I would elevate it over like beam or... Oh, over Beamer Daniels, for sure. I didn't want to disparage it that much. What I'm saying is not exactly a special distillation. No, not at all. And then you get to Wild Turkey 101, which we've done on the cast. Might be one of the most underrated mixing whiskeys on the market. Yep. It is... It's got all the balls and fucking fucking wagon its dragon behind it to be a successful mixer in any event. Like, you can make Manhattan's old fashions, highballs. Wild Turkey 101, fucking great. Yep. Really is. Very overrated. I mean, underrated. This one, I haven't done, we haven't done before in the podcast. This is Wild Turkey, yes, but this is the 101 straight rye. Ooh. And I don't know if a lot of you people have um, broached this subject before. <laughs> Uh, but this is actually, Wild Turkey's gotten a lot better with their packaging. It looks like a legit bottle. It's a cork with a wrap on top. Uh, you always want to know green from red That's or green from orange. Same with Bullet. Same with a lot of people. If you see the green of it, probably means you're drinking rye. Yep. Just a little tip from your Uncle Aaron. That being said, I don't know the mash bill on this, but we opened this up. I obviously, anytime we do everything over 100 proof, I always put ice in our glasses. Yes. Because I'm sort of the maitre d' of the glassware here in Cloud City. That's <laughs> true. So I put ice in the glass. I have the mash bill, by the way. Poured it, so. I, and I'm, I'm going to ask you for that. Yep. 
initially, before we talk Mashbill, because mm-hmm. you got it up on the screen, what were your initial thoughts on the flavor, the viscosity, the mouthfeel? What did you think? Mouthfeel's fine. I mean, it, it, nothing stands out to me. Um, it's not the silkiest thing in the world. Um, it's more a little more astringent, but it's a fucking one-on-one. Yes. Yeah. got a lot of alcohol Hello. in it. Um, so it's not going to be a, a real silky, smooth kind of right. sipper. Uh, but it it didn't read super hot in my nose. It didn't read super hot in my mouth. Um, like you said, it warms your little tummy up. It makes your tummy well, you warm. You know when it hits your, oh, your, your insides. Right in your gullet. Right in your gullet. Um, I think the flavor profile is less rye than some of the other ryes we've talked about. It's not as um, effusive as Rittenhouse or some oh, of these. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, mouthy. Which is mouthy. It's a mouthy That's bitch. It's a mouthy little bitch. You just want to. Rittenhouse fucking, got some opinions. You fuck. Um, but this is, but I think this would be a lovely Sazerac. I think this would be a oh, lovely nice. um, Boulevardier. Boulevardier. Yeah, because it, it's 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 ass forward. Like it's 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 barrel. It's barrel. We said that right off. Way the bat, more right? barreling than one would think. We we said that right off the bat. I smelled it and I'm like, this is a bushel full of fresh red apples. Yeah, classic, oh right? God. Yeah. But I didn't get a lot of that black peppercorn nope. on the nose or the initial attack. You take a sip of it. It was immediate. Well, on the nose, you got barrel gratification right off the bat. You got the caramel and vanillins. You kind of picked that up. And then you take a sip of it, and the attack was fucking easy. Yep. Mid-palate, easy. Finish, easy. It really started warming as it got down your fucking esophageal fucking oh, yeah. track. And then once that happens, you know you're drinking 101. However, uh, the flavor on it, I'm going to say if you poured this for me and told me it was a regular straight bourbon, mm-hmm. I would probably agree I'd buy with you. you. I'd buy it. It's not black peppercorn. It's not spicy. There's some pink and white peppercorn things going mm-hmm. on. There's a florality to it a little bit, but it's not what I'd considered a standard rye. What's right. the mash bill? Oh, uh, the mash bill is 51 rye. Ah, like, see? Bare minimum. Yeah, see? Bare minimum. 37 corn, 12% barley, pretty standard uh, off the shelf kind uh, of rye, um, yeah. rye whiskey. But when you, when we, most of the ryes we've done on the program are going to oh, be like 70, 70, 80. Like we go really high rye fucking uh, when we do whiskey. We just never had this before. I, again, I'm not, I don't want to call this a rye per se because it, for you fans out there, because all of you are fans, for you fans out there of ride, this is not a very ride rye. No. It is a good whiskey, right? It, for, and, and by the way, $750, $24. Buck. 24 buck. What do you want on that? Yeah. What else do you want in your life? It drinks more sophisticated than the price point. This is something where if you didn't see the bottle and I poured you a couple fingers and we're hanging out and I threw an ice cube in there, you'd be like, what is this? And I'd tell you and you'd be like, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. It's very drinkable. We're doing it on rocks. I don't know if it would withstand too much fucking sugar. No. It's no. It doesn't feel like a 101. No. Doesn't. It doesn't drink like a 101. Although I will say this. There's something festive about this whiskey. Interesting. These little okay. like spicy notes. Um, yeah. You I brought get that. up. I, I could sit on the couch 
Do you remember Ginger Snaps? Mm-hmm. Those hard ass little fucking ginger I fucking love cookies. Ginger. They're I delicious. Love How good would that pair? Phenomenal. They would be amazing. Fresh ginger, some Ooh. sugar would oh, be phenomenal would be with this. No, it's a great call. Ass with this whiskey. It's a great call. If you could do something with a ginger base, simple. Yeah. And then this, and then if you could pour, a, like if you did like an ounce or no, about a half an ounce of ginger syrup, mm-hmm. fresh ginger syrup, poured two ounces of this in a glass, and then topped it with ginger ale. Ooh. Fire. That would be fun. Yeah. It's not sophisticated. Nope. We're just talking about tasting good. Yeah. Which sometimes get lost yeah. in the world of cocktailing. Yeah. The more Does I drink it taste this, good. And the more it opens up, I'm reading a lot of ginger. Yeah. That I'm ginger's re- a great call. Yeah. So that white peppercorn, ginger, there's a little like weird clovey thing going on yep. um, that I keep getting on like the after. Um, it's good whiskey, guys. You can make a great whiskey ham out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is an all-purpose. Use this in your eggnog. Ooh. Just saying. Sean. This is eggnog whiskey. Number one, it'll cut through all your bullshit sugar and egg yolks and whatever you do. It would cut right through that because of the one-on-one. But, man, it would really complement those spicy notes. Yeah. I think this is a great call. Or bread pudding. You want to make Ooh. a whiskey glaze? This Yo. is your shit. That's a good call. Yo. I like that. Just saying. I like uh, this whiskey. It's good. 24 buck. This is a buy. Bobby? Buy. Easy peasy. Easy. Yeah. So, we were talking. <laughs> we were talking. We've been talking. We've been talking. It's winter. Dude, it's fucking cold, dude. You know, it's funny. We're having an, an interesting winter. It's mild by virtue it's of mild. this. But it's still fucking cold, dude. Of course it is. Yeah, it is. It's 34 degrees outside right now. Which isn't even that bad. We on the Whiskey Reel like to talk about movies sometimes. We try. We try. There's two words in the podcast. There's whiskey. Check. (laughs) And then there's real with two E's. Two E's. And that's why we do what we do. So what were we talking about over at El Moro's? Well, we discussed... A few thematic things, and you brought up the concept of having cold weather and the winter essentially being a character in a film. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make this movie... Without the weather. Without the weather. Right. So we wanted to discuss, like, we've talked Christmas movies to death. Yeah, we're not going to do any more Christmas yeah, movies. We're done with Christmas I movies. get it. Christmas Story, Die Hard, uh, Christmas Vacation... Krampus, I, I, uh, Miracle on 34. Yeah, like, we get it. We're not going to do it anymore. It's old. It's boring. So. It's been beat to death. It's been beat to shit. So we're, we were trying to come up with a little list of films that involve winter as a character. And as a main character. As a main character. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you think? Well, the first thing that came out of your face hole. The first thing that came out of my face was was The Thing. Easy. 1982, John Carpenter. Easy. Kurt Russell, uh, Keith David. Keith David. Who? God kills Damn it. He's so good. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Was in that bitch. (laughs) He was 43 years old. The old mailman was fucking doing it, dude. Um. If you haven't watched the original thing, it's heralded as one of the best horror movies of all time. Definitely top three practical effect oh, movies of 
all time. I don't want to even dispute it. I don't want to talk about it. That's what's up. This changed our lives as kids. Yes. And without the winter and the Arctic winter, nothing makes sense in this movie. They found the alien on a block of ice. Under the whole a block reason of ice, yeah. he was there was ice. Yep. And then what became the nemesis outside of the actual monster was the weather. The weather was a nemesis. It was almost like an antagonist in the story. Correct. And they used it right. Oh right? yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's. What do you say about the thing? Come on. I know it's um it's kind of a Lovecraftian idea. A little bit. Um, I think like uh, what was it in the mountains of madness? Mm-hmm. You know, is that original monster movie in the Antarctic? Yeah, and and art and art Antarctic. I'm. My talking. Whatever it is. Yeah, having a rough time. Um, <laughs> Everybody out there that listens knows how to decipher you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, the thing's amazing. It, 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 it's this perfect monster movie. I mean, I guess it's technically an alien, but it's ultimately, it's just a monster. It's a, it's a creature feature to a certain extent. And it is a suspenseful fucking thriller. It's anxiety-ridden. The scene where they're testing the blood... To determine who is the alien is one of the greatest fucking things that will ever happen. And that trope has been used many times. It's been repeated. Um, it over may not be burning again. the blood, but it could be, you know, testing the fingerprint. Yeah. Or uh, that that trope has been used many times. It's a it's a fucking amazing movie. Um, if you haven't seen the original, the remake wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as people wanted it to be. See the OG. The OG someone, is the best. Someone actually recently told me that the remake, which wasn't really a remake, it's actually a prequel. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, so but it was kind of a remake. It takes place in the same area, it's yeah, 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 the, yeah. but it's like the Swedish crew that right. they originally fall in It's on. a fucking remake, It's dude. Joel Edgerton, who's great. We love Joel. We love Joel. Um, they did practical <laughs> effects for that film initially. They sent it to the studio. And the studio said, and the studio's like, off. fuck that. Let's just do CGI. CGI. It'll look better. You know what I mean? And, and failed. And who knows? Maybe the practical effects were terrible. I don't know. But I don't I, I'm gonna pretty much guarantee they weren't. But they covered the practical effects with CGI. CGI. They like and it, they ghosted it. And it sucks. It just it's sucks. Good. It's not it's a good not movie. Good. Um what was let's, yours? Let's move on. The first thing that came to mind, there's two things that come to mind being I'm the fucking I know one of these is horror your favorite movie of, of all, all time. time. There's two movies that come to mind when I think about winter and snow. Immediately off the top. There is my favorite movie of all time, which is The Shining, which maybe doesn't present itself as an antagonist in the beginning, although it does without you knowing it. Yes. They are snowed in. That was contingent to them being there and then obviously towards the end in the maze the winner becomes a huge piece of the story arc my other one that i i tout this movie to anybody that cares to listen is 30 days of night josh hartnett it's a vampire movie unlike any other vampire movie that's ever been done it's from a fucking graphic novel it's one of the best representations of a vampire, and the entire premise of the movie is that they were locked in a town for a month with no sunlight because they're in Alaska. So winter and snow becomes a huge, huge part of this movie. So you're in a town with a bunch of vampires hunting you for a month. 
for a month. And they don't need to sleep. You do. Yeah. They don't need to eat. You do. It's a cool movie. It's brilliant. And I'm the second the part two of that came out and it was a travesty. But the the philosophy behind that movie and how scary they made it and how wonderfully shot it was and the acting involved, unbelievable. I, I the bad guy in Yellowstone is the main vampire. Right. Um and he's fucking amazing. Like they've got some bangers in this movie. If you ever watch 30 Days a Night, it makes you feel cold. Everything is frigid. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we started kind of rabbit holing a little bit. So, yeah. what, what what else were we talking about? Well, I don't know. I can't see your list. I, we we wrote these down. I I, I don't want to. Wind River. Oh, okay. So, speaking of Yellowstone, fucking awesome. This is another Taylor Sheridan property. Yeah. And the winter, it's fucking amazing, is such a big key component of this movie. It's about uh, what's his name, um, Hawkeye. I, I have the Renner. weirdest mental block about Renner. Renner. I know. He plays um, a guy that works for the reservations, goes in and hunts predators. Right. And Like animal predators. Ex- animal not a human pre- Animal predators. Right. Um, he'll hunt a mountain lion for you. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Wolf yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it turns out that there's a predator on the reservation because they find a young woman that's been murdered and raped and it's just a horrible thing. It's one of the great like modern westerns, yeah. Kind of, and you know what I mean. And in the cold and the snow plays such a paramount role. Oh, to unbelievable! It. Like it makes everything well. That seems to be the general theme to all these movies dealing with winter. And the theme is everything that you do is harder. Yeah. So if you need to go to the store. It's harder. If you need to solve a murder, it's harder. If yeah. you need to survive, it's harder. It just makes the 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 oppression of cold and being that we're stupid mammals that have no fur and no protection. Yeah. We need fires and we need warmth and we need all these things. So it creates isolation. Absolutely. And and and, and again, it's it's an antagonist. That's a primal fear. Absolutely. Dude, what do they say? It's it's like the the survival pyramid, right? Shelter. Yep. Shelter. Water. Air. Food. Water. Food. Yeah. yeah. So one of those is being taken away from you. Yeah. Right. So that's scary in and of itself. Uh, we talked about and uh, Bobby brought up a, a really interesting one because albeit it's not entirely weather kind of related, was let the right one in. Oh, the my original. The, the original. Yeah, the Swedish film. Um. Yeah, you you and you nailed it because you brought up the moment and um, guys, if you haven't seen Let the Right One In, the original, the OG. I heard the miniseries is not bad. I'm almost I, willing to. I'm dig excited in. to see it. I'm excited to right. see it. Right, but um, the but the remake, the American remake, although not horrible. No, it's not horrible. Is it's a Matt Reeves film. It's not that you bad. can't fuck with the OG. Yeah, there there's a moment in that film where this young girl. Who may or may not be a vampire is she's walking. A vampire. She, she's, <laughs> it's true. She's, it's true. She's walking through this playground um, in the middle of winter in fucking Sweden, right? And she's barefoot. Yeah, and, and she's, she's standing, walking on metal. Yeah, like on a like a playground a play set. set. Yeah. yeah, and her she's fine. And you know right away, oh, this bitch ain't right. Oh, this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> 
Um, but but whether because it's in Sweden, because it was so dark and dismal, it was like set in the seventies. It was all like very monotone and yes, and and completely removed from life and warmth. It added to the the despair and the isolation of the movie. And that thread, that theme goes deeper than that, like because she as a character is isolated from the human race. Exactly. And she has I'm not gonna try to I don't want to give away this movie because please go fucking watch this movie. God, just watch nothing we say is gonna ruin it. It's that good. She's just this creature that's isolated from the rest of the human race and And will always be a keeper or a a, a caretaker, helper, a caretaker. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because she has to have that, right? And you learn who that person oh, is through the movie. It's, it's so, it's brutal, it's, but it's beautiful and it kind of in the same sense of Bram Stoker's Dracula, romantic. It's hard to kind of compartmentalize, but a, one of the most beautiful horror movies made in yeah. the last 30 years. It has a challenging sexuality to it. It yeah. has a, I don't know, there's a lot about that movie. But it's lovely, and it's so well done, and so not gory. So no, if you're not a, a fan there's of gore. one scene in the movie that... And that's minor. And it's, it's very a, minor. It's a very minor scene. And it's actually so... Amazing. The climax of that. I love that shit. But then the denouement when you actually, it yeah. hits you. No, it I know. hits you. What is oh, actually happening? no. I know. Yeah. It's tragedy. You brought up another great movie. Now, there's mixed feelings about this movie. Okay. I always liked this movie. It got shat on when it came out and has thus become almost like cult classic. Um. I loved this movie right when I saw it. And I didn't know why anybody. I didn't know why everybody hated this movie so much. But this movie, maybe more than any other movie, is so reliant upon weather. It's literally in the name, Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. That fucking movie. There isn't a movie without cold. No. The whole movie doesn't work. So basically, the it's dystopian. It's. It's a world where the ice, the, uh, lot, what, third age, ice age has yeah, basically, basically set in. And human beings have been relegated to living on a train yep. that just circles the a fucking big, earth. big, giant train. Just circles the earth. Yes, sir. And then it breaks down into society. Inside this train, it's like, well, we Hierarchies. have- Hierarchies. Yeah, we have our oligarchs yep. that run the fucking whole situation. Then we got generals, lieutenants, yep. corporals, privates, ah, the regular people. Yeah. But, it's, um, it's Chris Evans, yeah. uh, who I think is underrated. I, I don't know. Who would actor. underrate Chris Evans? I think-, I, I think did, you a, ever, did you see Knives Out? I had this conversation earlier today- about um, Chris Evans? Well, I was asked, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, That's I was so recording an, another podcast oh, earlier today, okay. and she asked me a question, which is not the format of the show, but she asked me about what I thought about Captain America, and I explained my position on it and mm-hmm. how I thought Chris Evans is kind of the perfect, perfect guy to play that perfect corny, but... He's got the acting talent to be able to be corny and cool. And people forget that he has been in... He's funny. He's he's, funny as shit. He's Ryan Reynolds' light in a lot of ways. Sort of. I've seen him in stuff like um, The Losers. 
the losers. He plays the Ryan Reynolds role. Very in that underrated movie. movie, by the way. His character Even, in Sunshine is the best character in the fucking movie, dude. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. Scott Pilgrim. Hilarious. Hilarious. But anyway, Snowpiercer. Definitely watch it. It's Korean filmmakers. Yep. Just creating this dystopian future. They turned it into a television series, which I didn't really love that much. I didn't see it. Um, Connolly's in it. Um, Who? She kind of plays the Tilda Swinton. JC? Yeah. Hey. JC. How you doing, girl? What's up, girl? (laughs) Are you listening? Um, That being said, Snowpiercer doesn't get made without the snow. You can't Otherwise, it would be called Piercer. And that (laughs) movie sucks. Um, You brought up another good one, uh, Fargo. Mm. That's actually a, yeah. You can't make that movie in the summer. Why would you? It's so desolate and weird and oddly isolationist. Like every character in that movie was on their own. Yeah. Nobody formed a pack or a, a, a there was these weird like temporary camaraderie moments. There's moments in that movie when they're driving in a car with a heater and you can see their breath. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, like but, it's but that, do you know what I mean? Like everybody it, was separate. Yeah, that was a whole way they made it. But without that cold, you didn't have half of those scenes. Do you think it's a conscious decision that whenever Margie was at home with her husband, they were typically like in bed? warm and like to create a different to create uh, like yeah a, like a dichotomy the, the contrast right you know right what right, I mean? right no that's hey look who you're dealing with filmmaker yeah. wise yeah they have nuance they're okay i hear they have nuance those kids have a, a uh, lot of promise <laughs> another we're gonna go through a few more and then we're gonna take a little breaky poo wakey wakey eggs and bakey yeah we're gonna talk uh i thought a great one you brought up was into the wild which, wow. when I watched this movie, I cried like a baby. Yeah. I thought it was, and, and honestly, the soundtrack had a lot to do with it. Amazing. Uh, the end of the, with Eddie Vedder, that soundtrack was so heart-rendering. The story itself is so heart-rendering. But why we mention this is because without that extreme weather. He would have lived. He would have lived. <laughs> he would have lived. And um, if you guys haven't watched that, um, Emil Hirsch, who went on to do kind of not a lot of stuff, he did Autopsy of Jane yeah. Doe, which was he a did great movie. Alpha Male, which was another kind of weird movie. But he, he has did. faded. He didn't. He's going to be one of those guys in ten years when he's forty five or I fifty. Really, he's really going to have a so. resurgence because in this movie, I think he blew his acting load. Yeah, he was. Honestly, and I don't use this word a lot, brilliant yep. in that movie. Yes. And it was a hard movie to watch, yep. but it was beautiful and touching. But the weather played all the roles in this. Yeah. Without that, like Bobby said, he would have lived. Yeah. So how much of an antagonist is that? <sighs> right? It's um, a character. Character. Two more. I'm gonna I'm gonna do let's do this one. We'll end up on a good note. Winner's bone. Oh, yeah, nothing desolate and nothing about dark. that movie. <laughs> nothing dark. I mean, the most important thing about that movie is that's what brought us our almost decade of fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Like, yeah. Just being um, in everything. And I don't know if, and I hate to say this because very talented actress. 
really. I'm not I'm not a fanboy of hers. I don't think she's there's been moments where she's blown me away in specific moments in movies, but this might be the best thing she's ever done. I, I, still I think mean, it is. I hate to say that because she was almost a child when she did this. Yeah. But her ability to adapt and her 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 ability to innately make you feel what she's feeling with very, very little movement and yeah. very little um, effusiveness. She just, you knew what she was doing at a young age and she was brilliant. She was fucking this brilliant was in that movie. the best thing she's ever done. And the film in and of itself, it, it when they're paddling around in like frozen swamps, yeah, man. It feels cold. It feels horrible. You're like, if you fall in that water... You're dead. That is a wrap. That's a wrap, my you're dude. You're fucking done. Yeah. Like, you're not coming out of that. It, it's, it is one of the more bleak... It's bleak, but there's a, there's a light. Yeah. Like, and I will say, and it sounds super fucking... Um, really just a throwaway and stupid to say. She was the light in that film. She was so fucking good... In yeah. that it, like I was transfixed. Yes, she was. She, uh, yeah. Well, I, I can't be complimentary enough. And of she course, was you brilliant. You can't have the light without the dark. Truth. The best actor in that movie, by a mile, is John Hoggs, who is phenomenal. Like, God damn it! Where has he gone? Yeah, dude. People he just had a come moment. and go. People just come and go, man. I know. This is weird. Is it's like so a, you know what it is. Good. It's like a really good bar. Where you have your regulars, and your regulars come, and without those regulars, nothing would happen. And then you get a couple people that slip in for a month, uh-huh. and they show up three times a week for a month, Make and you're an like, impact. this guy's fucking great. But and, then then he, and then he leaves, Gone. and you never see him again. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, Jeff. But he was Hawks. good. Boy, um, I think the first thing I noticed him in was probably Deadwood. He was yeah. uh, he was yeah. Saul in yeah. Deadwood. He was a fucking amazing in Fantastic. that. Fantastic. He's done other work. Oh no, it's he's just got, been under no, the radar. He, there shit. was there was like four or five years there. But he's where really good. He was in fucking everything. Like mm. he just showed up in everything. And uh, yeah, it makes me sad that he's not more uh, prolific these days. But hey, last movie. Let's end it on a high note. Okay, you brought this up, or <laughs> we looked this up online, and this <laughs> popped our cherry. Planes, oh. trains, and automobiles. Well, For you younger people, I, you're never going to watch us. This is great Take timing. Take our word. This is great timing. Yeah, because, because it's the holidays. Well, Thanksgiving just happened. Yeah. And a lot of families traditionally will watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it is a true Thanksgiving film. It really is. And probably the most renowned Thanksgiving film. Just for that holiday. Just for Not that Christmas. Holiday. Not for Christmas, Thanksgiving. but for Thanksgiving. Copy that. Um, yeah, the weather plays... There's the scenes of them driving through the snow. Without You're the going we- the wrong, the wrong way. way. You know, that the, whole thing. Without the weather in this movie, there is literally no movie. No movie. The entire movie is predicated upon the fact that they can't get anywhere. Yep. Because the weather's so bad. Because the weather... Um, and you have titans of comedy. You have, yeah, it's 
it's hard to explain to young folks. I don't know how I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. I don't know if it holds up. Oh, no, it holds up. When's the last time you saw this? Perfect. I've seen it in the last year and a half. Okay. Um, Is it as funny? Yes. Okay. It's hysterical. And interestingly enough, for the time frame that it came out as a John Hughes movie, no one gets date raped. No one gets, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Nobody gets their hair cut off in the bathroom and then lightly raped? No. There's like a couple of untoward jokes, but like for the most part, it is... A very sweet, somewhat acerbic. That's all. That's all it was supposed to be. It's kind of perfect. Like it's really, it's really good. funny. You got D- uh, Dylan Baker, one of the best, plays a bit part in that. Do you know? Do you remember Dylan Baker? No. Dylan Baker was in movies like um, Happiness. Um, yes, the Todd Solomon. Yes, yes, he yes, was yes, actually, yes. I just met him in town like two months ago. No shit. Yeah, he was here doing a playwriting thing. For the art center, or the it might have been Fort Lewis actually. Oh, okay. But anyways, long story short, I'm walking down the street. He's great. And I look over and I'm like, oh, that's fucking Dylan Baker sitting there. (laughs) How you doing? Yeah. And he like noticed me, noticed him, and he was he he just was immediately just like, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? That sounds exactly what he would say. You know? Hi, how are you? You know? So I went over. You know? I shook his hand. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm such." Did you critique him on everything he's ever done? Uh, No. (laughs) No. That would be a Bobby Noise thing. Yeah, and I told him I was like, "We're not going to talk about happiness. (laughs) We're not going to talk about it." That is a grim fucking movie. Brilliant movie. Yeah. Would Would I watch it again? No. Yeah. Never watch that again. In my mind, I'm it's thinking... It's very Schindler's listy. You know what, me. Dylan Baker? I don't think I'd let you babysit my kids no, because of that movie. Not with those but. weird bug eyes. <laughs> yeah, fucking psycho. He does have bug eyes. He does have bug eyes. Uh, um, but no, uh, to go back, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you're right. It That movie doesn't happen without the weather. Yeah. It's Winter all is the character in that. That movie. is the character. Amen, brother. The um, best line. Say it. I thought these those aren't pillows. Well, that's the most famous line. My that's the most famous f- line. I'll just put it this way. My favorite line in the movie, they catch a ride with Dylan Baker. He puts him in the back of the truck with the dog who keeps biting Steve Martin. And Because um, wouldn't you bite Steve Martin if yeah. you're a dog? Steve Martin <laughs> turns to John Candy as they go like long, long shot. And he's like, uh, what do you think the temperature is? And there's a long pregnant pause. And John Candy says, one. <laughs> I fucking love that line. <laughs> the the irony of Bobby is the irony of us all. Yeah. I love you. I don't know if you uh, know what that word means. I, I, I Nobody knows what that word means. I thought it was a black fly in your Chardonnay. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody's having a wonderful time. Stay bundled up. It's winter. It's December. We're not done yet, though, motherfuckers. We will be back. We. You won't know we're going to be back. You're just going to hear some fucking little interim music, little interlude Yeah. And then we'll be back. We're going to go do a dart. We're going to give you two... Fucking banger songs. Oh, yeah. And you're welcome. Before we give you the songs, we'll be right back. Enjoy yourselves. And we got to do the call to arms when we get back. Oh, yeah. You got it, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Get ready to rumble. 
Hey guys, you can reach out to us at the Whiskey Reel. It's true. 970-426-5344. Bad relationship decisions. <laughs> 970-426-5344. Send us a text message. Send us a voicemail. It's been weeks since Week. we got a voicemail. <sighs> weeks. Also, it's my fault. Because we got a couple of voicemails and I did not read them. That's fine. And I got scolded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bobby's also been doing yeoman's work and doing other podcasting adventures. Yeah. So the the proper whiskey wheel, which is what I consider this, is the head of the snake. Whiskey wheel classic. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, sepia tone. We're uh, <laughs> we're on all the socials. We, yeah, we are, you know how to find us. Yeah, man. Send us an email at whiskeyreal at gmail dot com. Nobody I would sends love emails. to ignore that. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait. <laughs> what we really want is reviews, guys. You know you love us. Just punch a five star. Tell tell Shut the up. world that Shut you up. love us. Shut it. And then other people get to find the show. Yeah, bitch. I think I decided today we're going to launch a blog, a Whiskey Reel blog. They still have blogs? Well, they're about to because... <laughs> so when I say blog, what what, I I'm, mean, what I'm envisioning is a, just a website where we cover what we've covered for the week. Right. Stories, uh, Whiskey Reel, Whiskey Reviews, that kind of okay. stuff with a little talk back. All right. That, make it easier for people to interact with us. I got they, you. Yeah, I I mean, got come you. on, dude. Who wants to pick up the phone nobody and dial a number? Nobody interacts with shit. Unless you're on the Twits. Yeah. Nobody interacts. Uh-huh. It's it just, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that. We don't do it. But and if you did, we put you on the program. So absolutely. suck it, nerd. And I think I'm going to relaunch the Discord that we had going hey. on for a while. Because yeah. that was Ta- fun. Talking about gamers. Yeah. Full gamer shit, Full dude. gamer shit. Um, Bobby. Yo. You were excited about a particular song. Well, okay, so here's the funny thing. And so am I. I haven't even heard the song. Really? But, no. This was on the main album that came out, but they just released a video, which is a reason to talk about it. Here we go again. Ian. (laughs) Our friend of the podcast. Mr. Ian. Mr. Aesop. Yeah. Um, We've talked about, we've played a couple of songs. (laughs) From, from him in the past, a couple. Uh, he's there's a producer he's, named he's, Blockhead. He's come up, yeah. Um, yeah. Blockhead is fucking amazing, man. dope as shit. God, the guy's fucking amazing. But any any reason to bring this man up in any sort of conversation is okay. Absolutely, yeah. So suck it. I don't. I have no guilt about <laughs> fucking play, playing some Aesop That's rock. what's up. Although now I can't find the goddamn song. Oh, you son of a oh, bitch. You no. dirty girl. I am such a dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, In the it. interim, hey guys, I know it's been a while. We've been doing this for a long time. You guys know that. 
We know that. It'd be really cool if some of you older detractors would <laughs> uh, drop a line, even send a text. I know how it doesn't take any time to send a text. That's how I choose. That's my chosen medium of conversation is text. I don't want to talk to you over the phone. I hate that. It makes me very uncomfortable. Just text me. I'll text you back. Text us. Tell us something. Feel me? Fucking Kylene. If you work in IT. Oh, shit. You need Sorry. Tara. If right. you work in IT. <laughs> Bobby works in IT. All right. So, guys, this song is called uh, Pumpkin Seeds. Yeah. And it features Lupe Fiasco. I've heard of him. Yeah. Do you know Lupe Fiasco is actually teaching a course in rap? As we speak. Really? There's a, a graduate level course. No. In, in rap that he's teaching. No bullshit. I'd like to take that. That'd be kind of cool. If I can take it. My dissertation take, on, would on, be what? On Chuck D. Would be <laughs> hypnotical gases, would be my <laughs> dissertation. All right, guys, we're going to listen to Aesop and see what we think. stanza that's pretty Dude, cool man lupe's dope as shit man yeah. very he gets a lot of love rightfully so but people forget just how dope he is but man aesop well, is doing aesop and blockhead just has these super clean tight beats that just work yeah you know what i mean there's yeah. not a lot of like fluff to it no there's not a lot of like uh the vocals aren't affected very much. There's not a lot of filters, shits running through. It's just like piano, strings, drum, yeah. bass. Yeah. There's not a lot of like fluff by virtue of that. Mm -hmm. Very clean tracks. But it's amazing that you got old ass Ian and old ass Lupe oh. still laying it down. Like people forget how good this generation was. Right. You know, but every time you hear a Ferromanche album, Ooh. every time you hear a Nas album, every time you realize like you're kind of standing in the parlor of greatness. Yeah. You know, so and I I I can appreciate the Aesops, I can appreciate some of the new booty that's out there, Corday. I can appreciate a lot of the stuff that people are trying to do. 
But it's hard for me to put them on the pedestal, man. No, no. You know, they're just not the substantive lyrics aren't there. They're just so, not. some shit speaks to you and some shit doesn't. I guess. I guess some people love bubblegum. We're hipsters at heart. Yeah, if we're being honest. Yeah, but so we, we had like, the misfortune. We like a. We like to be able to say this is high minded. We have the misfortune it is. of living through the golden era. Hundred percent. So everything's going to be compared to OC and fucking De La Soul and Tribe. Everything's going to be compared to that. Yeah. So it's kind of unfair. It is in that regard. It really is. Well, fuck them. <laughs> All right, you said you had some. I got. Uh, some, I got some. I got a little some hardcore. Up. I got some switch up. Boom. Okay, I like it. Uh, this is a group out of Philadelphia. Got together about 2005. Oh no, 2015. So they haven't been together that long, but they're starting to make some big waves in the hardcore scene. And if you don't know what hardcore is, it's very loud, aggressive music. But done melodically. Yeah. I don't know what else you can put it. Um, very, a lot of it. This this particular band is hardcore mixed with a little bit of math rock. They do some like weird shit too instrumentally, but it's fucking head snapper. It's banger. So Bobby and I are huge fans of hardcore. We're gonna go with a band called Jesus Peace. Which is dope because if you guys know a Jesus piece is like a necklace, you've seen all the hip hop fools with a giant Jesus on a chain. That's a Jesus <laughs> yep. piece. But that's the name of the band. I think if you want to take the double and triple entendre, you can. This is called An Offering to the Night. Uh, these Philly kids are treating hardcore well. You're not going to be able to hear the entire thing because of copyright for us. Bobby, I'm going to make Bobby listen to this entire song. It's only two minutes. Yeah, we're good. But I, I, you need to listen to every transition to break down. This shit is fire. I like it. Fire. Let's check it. That is hardcore. That's hardcore. That is hardcore. <laughs> so I always equate hardcore to New York. Yep. That's I, the OG. Yeah, like the OG dudes. Yep. East Coast. Coming out of East Coast, yeah. for sure. It's East Coast music. Yep. Um, obviously, they're coming out of everywhere now. But yeah, for you sure. Know, I mean, there's, but they're Philly kids. You know, yeah. But they're youngins, and they still appreciate... And granted, it's not like math rock, like uh, Deaf Heaven, Black, super overcomplicated math rock. Like, there's a lot of bands out there, and there's guys that do it amazingly well. This is kind of, it feels weird, but more traditional sort of style hardcore like that. It's got a little math rock in it. It's got a little bit of stuff. 
But man, I really enjoy it. I think oh, yeah. it's head snapper, dude. Yep. Head 100%. snapper. And dude, anytime you can get a black guy to front your hardcore band, immediate cred. Dude. You know you're good. They've got two. I know. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Bobbeth, Van Noise. What? Clutch them, bitch. It is time to clutch our pearls of wisdom. I've been thinking about this the whole show because I've been going back and forth like how much I wanted to get into shit. <laughs> get and into I, it. I don't know if I really want to get into it. Get into it. So I'm, a, I'm getting into it. <laughs> Here's my pearl. Everything I've ever said on this podcast is bullshit. Is probably bullshit. <laughs> you could probably discredit almost all of it. Because, dude, I changed my mind about my life. That's okay. Weekly. Why not? Sometimes I'm like, you know what, man? Enjoy being by yourself. Like, learn to love yourself. And then I'm like, just fall in love and have someone to distract you. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, totally. I change. I change my shape constantly. But shouldn't you as a learning and growing organism? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. What if I thought red was my favorite color my whole life? I'm not allowed to change that? I think you should change it all the time. Thank you. I, I think that's a growing, boring. sentient way of looking at life. Yeah. You should be willing and actually looking to change. I think our lives have biorhythms. And what's good for you today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good for you in fucking March. But shouldn't that be shouldn't that be baseline of knowing what you should already know? Sure. Some people are so stuck in their shit, they refuse to do it out of some obstinance and pride-driven bullshit. Yeah. Just because it, I never liked this, so I'm never going to like it. It's That seems super limiting and yeah. Yeah. very much not in the breath of learning and growing. Right. I, I, I'd rather err on the side of learning. Yeah. If you're going to call me a switcher-upper or whatever, I'd rather err on the side of that. Someday I'll get ambitious and I will go back and I will do a compilation montage of our pearls. Oh, wow. Because that would be a time capsule of who we were at Who we were in those moments. And those people are not the same people. The the pearls we did three years ago are not the same people we are now. And why would they be? Yeah. Why would you want to be the same person at this time last year? Right. I'm not saying be try to change up your life and divorce your wife and did it. I'm not talking about that, but why would you want to have the same input into the universe that you did a year ago? Yeah. Shouldn't it be more refined? I would hope so. Shouldn't it be more thought out? Yeah. And studied and and intended? Yeah. You would hope so, right? I would hope so. And we haven't always been that. No. And I've been the same guy for five years in a row. Yeah. We've done that too. Yeah, we have. But I think at this old age, I think we deserve, and everybody around us who cares about us deserves to be different people when we need to be different people. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Even though you just gassed on all I'm over sorry. my fucking pearl. I'm so sorry. I don't care. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my my shit was going to be about identity. Ooh. 
which is a weird word. That's taken um, on a whole new context. Yeah. Um, I spent many, many years. So through my late teens and early 30s, I was a guy that worked for a living, but I was more importantly the guy that did a lot of theater and played in a band. That's who I was. I was that guy. I wasn't the work guy. I was the the fucking artiste e sort of guy. Not trying to be like super weird about it, but I was known as that. I toured, I did stuff, it felt good. I was known as that. Took a break. Ran a company for seven years. I was known as a business guy. Without doing any of those other things, I just dropped it. After that, I got back into the restaurant industry, which I had already been doing, and have been the restaurant guy for the last 10 years. I've been the wine guy. I've been the guy that does the radio show and the podcast, and he was in control of a lot of things, right? That was my identity. And what I've learned over the last two months was I am not my identity. I am not that guy in as much as I'm not anything other than myself. The point being, when you tie yourself to an identity, when you're, I I equated this with being um, a pop singer or a football star. When you're done with that, who are you? Who are you? And I've spent the last couple months trying to find out who I am by virtue of that. I'm not the guy that gets blown up by Texas 75 times a day or called at midnight because of this, that, or the other. I'm just me now. And what does that mean? As scary and interesting as that is for me, I don't want you guys to ever feel like if you lost your job or lost your wife or lost your husband or lost your house, or that's not you. That's merely a fucking uh, a branch in a tree of whatever you're doing. It doesn't define you. It's not who you are. It's an opportunity to create something else for yourself. So never feel like who you are is what you do. It's not true. You're not what you do. You are who you are. I like that. Identity. Identity, brother. You are uh, kind of the weird uh, de facto leader of this podcast in some ways. That's weird. Like you've become the the voice of the podcast. Okay. Is that weird? Put it this way. Is it weird for you? You have a natural leadership that you do in all lines of every sense. I've known you. You are. It's annoying. You're in charge. It's annoying. It's probably annoying for you, right? No, it's annoying for everybody else. I'm not annoyed by it. Like, like you. We start this podcast. And Ask we, Rex. And we have a... Well, yeah. <laughs> I even talked to that bitch. 
<laughs> She's just gonna say mean shit. I know. I know. <laughs> no, but you do. You have a you have a leadership vibe to you. Okay. And I'm a little more passive than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get shit done on other ways. Yeah, in other ways. Subterfuge. Yeah, we all have our roles. <laughs> we all have our roles. You're the merchant of death. Thank you, brother. 